The podcast you are about to listen to is explicit. We are here to talk about life, and life has its great times and the messy times. But let's be honest, we learn from the messy times. Not all content may be suitable for children and may be triggering as we explore together our lives, spirituality, trauma, recovery, and growth. Oh, and we can't seem to stop dropping the F-bombs, so there's that. Welcome to Stumbling Through Enlightenment. I'm Jason. And I am Lori. And I'm Edward. Every day we are working through our shit. And today we invite you to work through some of yours with us. Thanks, Ed. And welcome to Stumbling Through Enlightenment. Let me give you a quick rundown on what we're going to be doing today. The first part of our episode is a group discussion. This is where Ed, Lori, and I check in about how things are going and problem solve, support each other, basically just kind of overview our week. So because this is our first episode, the second portion of the episode today will be an orientation. Basically, in this portion, what we're going to be talking about is some terms that we'll use throughout the podcast that may be um, disorienting or triggering to some people. So we're going to take the time to try to orient people into what we're talking about when we use these terms. Hopefully that'll make a better understanding for everybody. Off the Rails is the portion of the show where we get a little crazy. Throughout that segment, we'll talk about the funny things in life that come up. You can contact us via email at stumblingthroughenlightenment at gmail.com. You can also reach out to us through our Facebook page at Stumbling Through Enlightenment or on Twitter at Stumbling T-H-R-O-U-2. You can also visit our website at stumblingthroughenlightenment.squarespace.com. Please feel free to reach out and let us know how we're doing. We like positive feedback, but negative feedback's okay as well. Mostly, we want to know what you guys want to hear. We want to know who you want us to interview, and if there are topics you want us to explore. Please enjoy the show. So, guys, we decided to do this podcast, and then there was a quarantine. Mm. So now we've got shitloads of time to do it, which works out for all of us essential workers, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> shitloads of time. Um yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. So those of us in the social services field don't really get much time off. But Lori's been taking some time off and making some jewelry lately, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. How's everybody's quarantine going? Do you have enough toilet paper? <laughs> <laughs> well, we have enough toilet paper. We do. We would like to be able to know that our loved ones have enough toilet paper as well. And that's... That's not a that's not a guarantee in my area. Right. The toilet Nobody's paper is an issue. Every time I've gone to the grocery store, the paper product aisle is depleted. Absolutely. I've decided that I'm going to do remote sessions for people, you know, distance sessions, and charge them in just toilet paper. I think that that would be that would be the way to, to go at this point. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, you know, half a roll. He has a point. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. It's worth. It's up there. And it 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 really doesn't need to be. Yeah. This big of an issue. Right. So beyond toilet paper, how are you guys holding up? Are you 
feeling depressed at home? Are you feeling like it's nice to be home? Like, for me, during this whole thing, I've kind of enjoyed the fact that I don't have to get up and go to work. Mm -hmm. That I can get up and roll into my basement tour. Mm -hmm. So that's been really cool for me. I've actually had a, a pretty decent um, quarantine experience thus far. Yeah. But I'm also starting to get a little nervous about it, so... Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of crept in lately. I've had some, like, there's some nervousness about how quickly it's spreading everywhere. Right. Hmm. Well, I mean, we've all said that this is, you know, going to be life-changing all the way around, you know. And it's not going to be something that we're going to be in and out of quickly necessary as a, as a you know, as a society and a culture and, and as the world, you know. Yeah, so... I'm not uh, really all that affected by it, to be honest. It's not awesome. something... Yeah, it just doesn't really... I mean, I have empathy and compassion for what's going on in the world, but I don't worry about getting that, or... Right. Um, I don't think it's going to affect me in that way. Yeah, so I don't have the nervousness or the freaking out around it. Um, I've been taking the time to... I'm trying to organize my house and get things put kind of putting stuff back together the way they should be after having been through a period of so busy that... Yeah. Like my, using the time to... Using the time. Yeah. To, to rest and... Yeah, and to get it back. Nest. Yeah, and to nest and to get my home back to yeah. the way I like it to be. So that's what I've been doing with my time. Uh, so Enjoying it, really. Right, right. Life has only slightly changed for me. I mean, I go to work, so I see my... my um, you know, my, my fellow employees, uh, you know, the people that I work with, I, I, I see them. What I've really missed is, and I didn't really think that would be a thing. I usually come home and I'm like, okay, good. I'm home. Let's, let's just like leave the, the, the outside outside. But what I'm really finding is that I am missing more now those little interactions that I have throughout the day, you know, going like to visit store, people yeah, know. at the store. Cause I, I'm not doing that, you know, I'm stocked up. So I, I have that. Yeah. Um, and then my job, I was shopping for them, which was kind of fine, but now they've stopped that. They have a designated person that leaves everything on our doorsteps and whatnot. So good. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it's, 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 it's a very proactive thing. It's, it's wonderful. But for me, I, I'm missing that kind of interaction, just even at work. Right. Um, and then, and then the little things, you know, like I mean, I haven't seen my mother. I haven't seen my sister. I haven't Probably seen. Probably haven't you had handbells. We haven't had handbells. I mean, so the things that I do for for myself, some of the major pieces that I do for myself, you know, pastimes and whatnot, are not happening. And I I did go through a little bit of fear. Like there there was a there was a towards the beginning more there was a a small space where a couple of days where I was really feeling it and I was really having some struggle with that. Um, and one day in particular, I was having like nervous uh, anxiety attacks the entire day and I would breathe and I would do everything that I could, but that would only help me for maybe a minute or two. And then I would like start wandering off. Right. But once I got over that, once I got through that piece, it's, it's been fairly relaxing. It's just a little frustrating because I want to, I want to see people. The, the almost complete introvert over here wants to see people, wants to hang out with people. So, well, yeah, you're not getting, like you said, you're not getting your little jabs in. Yeah. The little micro doses so, yeah. is almost like what yeah, that yeah, is. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, uh, so when all of this is over, I'm going to come spend a week on everybody's couch and commute from everybody's couch that I know. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I'm kind of a hermit anyway, so that doesn't bother me in the least. I'm just kind of enjoying this time. <laughs> I know that sounds like, and 
again, I, I have a lot of empathy and compassion for what's going on. I want this to come to an end. You know, I, I, I'm doing all of this. You know, my nighttime healing work is really seeing the world in perfect health and, you know, doing that type of stuff. But this, the energy around the fear of the virus and all of those things, that's just not bothering me. It's just not. I just, yeah, I just know I'm okay. I'm not a home person, so this really sucks for me. It's, yeah. <laughs> right, you're, you're very much a go yeah, all the time. I'm, you I'm know. a going person, so, I mean, this is... This has not been not been not been great. I think I've uh, like every day I just go for a ride mm-hmm. because I need to not be in my house. Like and I'm quarantined in my car, but mm-hmm. you know, and there's occasionally times I have to go out for work. But I think I'm gonna put an end to that this week. I don't think I'm gonna do it at all anymore. Right. I think I really need to, and that's where that fear came in. Is like. There were a couple of times when I was out with people that mm-hmm. really shouldn't have been out to begin with, mm-hmm. you know, and they had needs. They had to get out, but I don't know that I want to be the one responsible for what happens when they go out. Right. You know, yeah. I don't have to be. So mm-hmm. um, that's a boundary that I think I'm going to set this week. And I think that'll help me a lot because I think oh, a lot of my concern and that fear was around other people being exposed to me. Yeah, that's you know because I'm I'm going to grocery stores, you know, mm-hmm. and if I have four people who have no food in their house, I'm going to four grocery stores. Mm-hmm. They're going to one, mm-hmm. but now they're going to four mm-hmm. <laughs> because I went to four, you know, and it's it's just it's it feels like it's mounting up too much, you know, like there's there's too much that I've been exposed to to keep exposing anyone else. Um, I mean, people need to have food and they need to have their meds, but at this point, there's got to be other ways to get that done. You know, there's got to be people out there that are getting groceries. I know that people are getting groceries for other people. I mean, it's been amazing to see, like, in some of the... I mean, this is how it always is, right? Like, the poor people always give the most, right? And, like, some of these communities that I've worked in over the last two weeks are amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got, you've got people that would normally be stealing meds from your apartment... Going and getting you groceries. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You've got, you've got people that would normally be screaming at you, or I've got, you know, one that she's got trash so bad on her porch that the person under is like raining maggots all the time. You know, it's oh, wow. like there's Lucky this constant down. battle, but you know, right now those two people are supporting each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's been a, a different sort of barrier that's been crossed Mm -hmm. in having to live through this. And I think that's like where you're talking about, you know, the world changing. Oh, absolutely. I think that's a big part of it is that we're, we're starting to really figure out again, how to rely on each other, Mm -hmm. you know, because we can't just be independent and believe that everybody's going to work out. Okay. Right. And that's how I think we've learned Mm -hmm. to live for a long time now, but Mm -hmm. I think it's going to bring us back to community a little bit more. I hope so. I hope so. And that's one of the beautiful things that I've been seeing. So, like, you know, I've been posting, uh, you know, videos on Facebook and whatnot, but I've also been trying to keep up with some of my friends and whatnot. But I, I'm starting to see these communities come through. You know, it's like, it's like these people who may or may not have a lot or a little bit, but they're, you know, they're going out and they're, they're approaching people on, on, on Facebook or on other social medias and saying, you know, how, are, how is everybody in my area doing? You know, I've got to go to the store because I'm out of such and such. I need this. Does anybody need me to pick up all of these things so that I'm the only one affected? Right. You know, and, and 
checking on people. Your door. Exactly. I mean, it's not even an interaction. Mm-hmm. These people aren't. And, yeah. And that's the thing. There's there's no like meaniness in it. You know? Right. Because it's not like oh now I got to deal with this person or, or I got a visit for like fifteen to, minutes. Right? Yeah. Or so. my obligatory mm-hmm. visit or whatever. Right. It's just service, right. which yeah. I think is amazing, and that's what we need. I mean, I don't need to be my neighbor's friend. For me to be of service to my neighbor. Right. Or vice versa. You know what I mean? We don't need to be friends. So. But you can still be. Neighbors. Neighbors. Yeah. And neighborly. And. Yeah. yeah and absolutely. helpful to one another. And like absolutely. a community. Yeah. So I think it's. I think that's one of the really positive things about it. Um, but yeah. I think I need to set that boundary. Because I think yeah. that's where. Where my discomfort is really. Yeah. Popping in right now. The, that's the only place that, you know, when I talk to, I talk to my family about it and I'm like, obviously I, I'm not even a little bit worried about picking this up, but to do our part means social distancing means social distancing. And if you, and there's carriers, I mean, now they know they're, they're carriers and stuff. So if you're to do your part, that means you social distance too, so that you're not part of the problem. You want to be part of the solution. Right. So yeah, I just, yeah. You may not be in a hospital, but you're still going to be maybe putting other people in a hospital. Possibly, yeah. And yeah. you might not even know that. Like, yeah. um, and then how would you feel? Right. And that's then what, you got to live that's with that. That's where my fear that's keeps going. Thing. That's where my future thought is right, right there. Is like, right. <laughs> all right, when this lady dies. Mm-hmm. I know she's the only one that's seen me in the last three months. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, well, that's my so fear, too. I mean, like, with that. going to work. I mean, I and when we first, when this all first started, I was still going out to do the shopping. And I, I mentioned it at that time, too, to my to my boss. It's like, well, I'm still putting myself and my participants at risk because right. all of them are immunocompromised. You know, and I would feel horrible yeah. if one of them got it and 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 passed. I, I can't even say died because that's exactly how. I mean, I would be stricken yeah. and devastated because I know that really, more than likely, I would be the only person to really have brought it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, because I'm the only one who was going out. Yeah, you know, to do those things. Yeah, absolutely. But wow, that must have been really hard for you. Uh yeah. I mean, it was definitely it, it's definitely forefront in my brain. Yeah, you know, as as we're going through this right now. So some of the other things that, speaking of forefront of your, your brain, we need to get at the forefront of this podcast. Um, there's a couple of terms that we're going to use, um, and there's areas of discussion that we'll go to frequently. And these places can be full of a lot of baggage. So we want to just kind of be upfront about what's going on and what we're using these terms as um, in the context we're using them in. So one of the things that's kind of come up a lot during the podcast is talking about childhood. So when I refer to a story about my childhood, my intention is not to blame whoever the adult was. My intention is to understand how that interaction affected me, mm-hmm. right? So I'm not here to say, you know, my father was an asshole and my mother was an asshole. I'm here to say I felt this way when I had this interaction with my mother or my father or another person. You know, it could be anybody. Right. And because I felt that way, this is how I reacted. This is how it changed my life. For instance, you know, I have a hard time asking for help. Right. 
I have a hard time asking for help because I wasn't validated as a child. Now, I'm not saying that my mother should have been more validating or my father should have been more validating. But the reality is, is I did not feel validated. So that's what I have to work with. And one of the main reasons why we pull back to childhood is because when in childhood we are forced to be pushed beyond our ability to cope, we break in a sense. And not as a person, but our emotional development at that point breaks. Right. So what happens is that if you are two and in a crib crying for hours that nobody's responding to, that two-year-old has been pushed past their limit, right? So now, developmentally, emotionally, you're going to be a two-year-old until you've been able to work through that feeling of lack of support or you've been able to work through that feeling of being overwhelmed and not knowing how to how to control that. And I think too one of the the issues is specifically as we start out on our journeys and and then even now uh, I find that it is so easy to slip into that blame and anger at that person for creating that experience that we had, you know? Yes. And that's not what we're doing, and, and that doesn't help anybody. It just right puts right. the focus somewhere else. Right. You know? One of the things that I do when I'm talking to people about how I'm feeling is I explain to them how I've been internalizing or interpreting a word, a look, a, you know, an action, and letting them know that it's not that they're doing something wrong. Like, give us, can you give us an actual example? Yes. Because I didn't, I didn't understand the first part totally. Okay, so, like, let's say, let's say you just said something, oh, that hurt my feelings for whatever reason. So, Laurie, I think your nose piercing looks like a booger. Right. Well, that wouldn't really hurt my feelings, but let's say that it did. Right. This is not a real life scenario. Right. Right. (laughs) I don't really think your nose piercing looks like a booger. So, yeah. So So we're playing a game. Yeah. It's not real life. It's hard to take me to a real life thing, though, if I'm not feeling it, you know. But so, yeah, if something hurt my feelings, when I gained the courage to sit down and talk to somebody about it, because vulnerability is a thing for me, I would now sit down. And I would say, so I really have been wanting to talk to you about the interaction that we had the other day. And I didn't say anything then because I needed some time to kind of think about this a little bit. But when you said to me that you hate my nose piercing, I internalized that as you, let's say, I internalized that as you calling me ugly. Okay. And that's not that you said that. It's that's how I internalized it because of an experience that I had as a child where that got put in my head. And that's one of the demons that I work with trying to to heal and tame throughout what's going, you know, going on with me. It was a message you took on from your experience. How I internalize things from my experience. And I've noticed. (laughs) Imagine this. But I've noticed that in being able to be mindful and really think about how I want to present, how I'm really feeling, 
the response that I get from people is so different because I can say to you, you just hurt my feelings if you did. And you're thinking, what the fuck is wrong with Lori? All I said was because you don't understand how I've internalized it or where that comes from. And I think that's been a huge piece of the communication problems in every relationship throughout my life is that people don't really understand even themselves sometimes why that just hurt their feelings. So how can they communicate it? And then if they try to explain to you that you have just hurt my feelings, so that becomes a blame, and then that puts you on the defensive. Well, it makes it about me. Yeah. And I'm not the one. I mean, I, I could say that your nose piercing doesn't look good. Yeah. And not think twice about it. And that, right. that's over for me. Right. And you might not even have meant anything bad by it. It no. was just an expression of your no. opinion. Just, yeah. I mean, right. I, I love you. I would want somebody to tell me if yeah. that looked like that. I'll share it with you. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, it's amazing. Sometimes you think you've said something nice to somebody, right? <laughs> and that this happens. I told a woman she smelled good last year and she practically ran from me. But I love scent. I love flowers. She she did smell good. Yeah. And I said, wow, you smell really good. And you would have thought that I had insulted her. She get this horrified look on her face and she took off running. Now, and God she may only have just knows, been embarrassed and not known what to say. Right. Or she could have been triggered. That could have been something for her that. Right. Like a Joe Biden snip. You <laughs> oh, know? God. Yeah. So you just don't know. You don't know. And how can you if people can't communicate that to you? So. Right. And I think that's part of, of what we're doing with each other right now, but also, you know, for the people who are listening, is, you know, hopefully. I know I'm learning new context through this in in which to speak in ways to identify and then to speak about some of the triggers and traumas that I have. Yeah. I mean, this is this is the perfect other piece that we're, we're working into right now is the ego versus the spirit. You know, we're looking for someone to blame. That's my ego being triggered. That is the survival part of me that when I was very young uh, decided that this is not okay. And this is how I'm going to survive and be safe by either creating a thought form around it um, or to run away from it, you know, or to lash out because that's how I was able to survive versus learning to be in a spirit space, you know, connecting with my my higher self or my essence or whatever we want to call it, the spirit space of, of myself and sitting with it and realizing that I asked for that experience so that I could become who I am, you right. know, and not putting the blame on the other person. And the blame doesn't go on me either. And, and that's the piece that I think I've had a lot of struggle around. It's not, I'm not to blame. I, I brought that into my life because it was something that I needed to learn for me, but it's not a blame game. It is really much more of a let's sit and see and feel this. Absolutely. It's an evolution game. Absolutely. You know, if you can take that information that, that you get from the feeling, from the experience, and actually accept it and do something with it, you're, you're unlocking sort of the next level of the game, right? That's right. Like the, <laughs> you level the boss up. level, right? <laughs> and then you level up. Um, so, yeah, you, you know, you just use the terms ego and spirit, mm-hmm. 
Can you break that down a little bit? Because when you were describing it, I wasn't, I didn't quite follow it. So can you break that down a little bit for us? So when we have the survival ego, the survival ego is that, that piece of us that, you know, teaches us not to touch the stove, not to cross the street without looking both ways. How to stay safe. How to stay safe physically, specifically. But then there's the, the ego, the superficial ego piece that really just wants to keep us from experiencing pain. And its whole purpose is to stop us from feeling the same trauma and pain that we went through as children. And that's where the blame game comes in. That's right. where we start to really blame others. Well, it was my mother's fault or it was my father's fault or it was, or it was my fault. Right. And all of those less than messages, all of those messages of, of, that are self-deprecating are really from that ego space of, well, if I think this, then I, I will change my behavior so that I don't have to experience this again. And that limits us. Right, all to avoid the feeling. All, all to avoid the feeling. And, yeah. and usually that painful feeling of, of loss or, you know, whatever it is. Um, and it's a very crafty tool. It's a very crafty piece of us because it will use everything from self-deprecation, you know, the, those less than messages to fear and anxiety just to steer us away from those pieces that hurt us in the past, looking at them and actually incorporating them, really uncovering what those pieces were. That's, that's the work of the spirit. That's right. our, our inner being, our higher self. Our soul. Yeah. That's when we start really looking at and feeling what those pieces are and accepting them and, and loving them and understanding that they were just an experience. They do not have to have any, uh, real effect on where we are right now and what we're going through. Right. They don't have to have a meaning. Exactly. Right. They yeah. can just be the feeling. Right. And we don't have to give them the meaning anymore. And no one's to blame. Right. You know, it was an experience. But yeah, absolutely. And the interesting thing about all that, as, as we talk about it, that ego that's trying to create a situation for you to avoid pain creates so much more pain. So much more than pain. You, Hallelujah. <laughs> than you ever really need to experience because the pain that the ego creates is ongoing, unending, and feels huge. Oh yeah. And it's a circle. And it's a it's a vicious circle. It's vicious. No exits. So just recently, just this week, mindfulness can really help pull you out of this. The mindful practices that I keep, you know, reminding myself to do because, you know, we slip in and out. It's practice. Yeah, it's practice. But the other day, I really did get my feelings hurt. And it was valid. It was a valid thing. Your feelings are your feelings. Yeah. Regardless, they're always valid, right? Yeah. (laughs) So, like, it was a feeling, though. In the beginning, it was a valid feeling, a true feeling inside of me. And it came in. And... It slipped out. And then my mind said, oh, you hold on just a minute. That can't slip away like that. We really need to focus on this. And we need to focus on this a lot. (laughs) And then my ego said, well, you know, you get your feelings hurt because what they meant was blibbity blah, blibbity blah. Nothing that was said. Believe me, this this was nothing that was said. But my ego was coming up with a lot of assumptions about what they meant by like two words, two words. That's all they, that's all they said. 
But those two words became mountainous. They hurt. Yes. And so my ego was super inflated. But because I'm practicing mindfulness, I was able to say, wait a minute. This is feeling bigger and bigger and bigger by the moment. I feel like my chest is crushing in right now. This is not a true feeling. This is an ego feeling. So let's step back a minute and think about why those two feelings hurt me so much. Right. And I was able to take it all the way back to where it had originated, how I had internalized things, why that triggered that response from me. And then because I was aware, and I'm not going to say it didn't keep coming back because it did. So I was aware and I started doing the things that nurture me. Right. Getting in touch with my spirit. That place that I know, I am absolutely supported and loved. That place where I can look around very easily and see all the people in my life that absolutely love me. And where you support and love yourself. And where I support and love myself. And it's not what my ego was saying at all. Right. And, you know, I could recognize it and see it. Now, that didn't mean that as I walked back down the hall and looked at the person that hurt my feelings, that my ego didn't quickly want to jump right back in there and go, look at that person and all the horrible things that they, they've made you feel today. But because I was practicing mindfulness, I was able to keep pulling myself back from it. Now, if I didn't have that in place, my entire day would have blown up into a complete, probably nervous breakdown. Over Over a two word thing that I internalized in a particular way because of the way that I've been treated in the past and how I internalized it then and how that affected me. And that downward spiral. And just... that spiral right down the rabbit hole, right, right down the rabbit hole. But I was able to keep saving myself from the rabbit hole. Well, and then eventually my ego stopped wanting to tell me how absolutely horrible it was because I'd been reasoning with it all day long. And when you, when you did that work and went back, what age were you? Ugh, the original place was about seven. Okay, that's so seven. That's the that's the struggle, right? Yeah, because right. you're dealing with that mm-hmm. at a seven year old level yeah. emotionally, right? So the work that you're talking about is incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're asking essentially an emotional seven year old to go through that process, and that's where you know that that survival ego is vital. Because without that survival ego, you wouldn't be able to go through that process of seeing the parent side and the kid side. Right. Right? You'd only see the kid side, and that's just the hurt. You need both. So, yeah, that's a great, great example. Yeah. Yeah. I was really, really proud of myself for doing that work that day. I bet. Um, Yeah. And... And that's important. Like you, you just mentioned that you were very proud of yourself. So proud of myself. While we're doing this work, you know, that's that's that self-nurture, that self-care piece, you know, acknowledge, wow, I just did this because I know when I'm going through it 
that's that sitting in it afterwards and go, holy fuck, not only did I just really get through this, not only did I get through this, but I actually had to, like, wade through some of this stuff. Yeah. Some of this is pretty heavy. Yeah. You know, and like you said, this is coming from a time and in, in place when, well, he started it was considered an okay argument, and that's, right. you know. <laughs> Absolutely, and, you know, that's what, and and it's the easy way, isn't it? It's like, okay, well, you know, he started it, he was mean to me, I'm mad. Right, right. You don't and, have to feel. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> you know, that's that's not what I'm doing here. So I'm really trying to get past that and to a place where I can feel fulfilled. Absolutely. And fulfillment will never. I'll never attain that with the playing game. No. So, is there anything else we wanted to quantify? I think those were the two major things. Good. I really do. I think that'll help um, kind of bridge the language barrier and help people really understand what we're trying to communicate. So now it's time for a segment that we're calling Off the Rails. It's full of chaos and fun and just funny stories. Anything goes. The funny thing we had talked about was the dreams. Oh, yeah, yeah, You're going to yeah. talk about your dreams, and I'm going to make fun of them. Well, I haven't had any two crazy ones lately, but I Are did we... have one about three huge bells. Three huge balls? Bells. Bells, okay. All right, I just want to make sure I heard that right. And bluebirds. Oh, but I had a really good one about spiders that look like cats. But what about the bells? What about the bells? Yeah. They were, they're not as funny, though. It's, okay, what's it's not the spider as... one? So... I had these pet spiders, and they were huge, and they were running around the, the living room, the house, and I kept saying, look at these spiders, isn't it weird, they look like cats. I'm cringing. And, <laughs> and they looked like cats, they really did, they were cat bodies. They were huge? Yeah, they were the size of a cat, yeah. What happened when you squished them? Oh, we didn't kill them, they were my pets. I would have smashed those suckers right into the floor. Oh, no, they were my <laughs> No, 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 no. No spiders for pets so, here. No, thank you. They were the size of a cat. Ooh. They had a cat body, but they had the eight legs, and they were running around the house. And I kept saying, isn't that funny? My spiders look like cats. Wow. Yeah, it's a weird one. So, like, who, it was Carl Jung, right? He's the one that said that you're everything in your dream? Yeah, exactly. So, it's you're a, a bunch of spiders. And cats. We can't trust you anymore now. <laughs> cats actually, out of the bag. <laughs> but actually, that makes sense, though, doesn't it? Because the spiders are all feminine energy, and so are the cats. Well, what do spiders and cats mean? Oh, well, there's two total different things, but the spiders are... Working with the earth energy. The I would expect energy. them to be different, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a spider and a cat. Yes. And other than your dreams, they tend to be two yes. different things. Except yeah. they were merged in this one. Yeah. <laughs> so the spider is the weaver, the web, feminine energy, uh, writing, earth healing. Oh, intuition. Listening to you in intuition. Yeah. And infinity. Weavers are dreaming fate. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you say? Weavers of dreams and fate. Yeah. Is that part of it? Yeah, yeah. Grandmother Spider. Grandmother Spider. Make it sound really fancy, Ed. Oh, yes. I know, I know. yes. Weavers yeah. of dreams and he, fate. He pretties it up. <laughs> hmm. He makes it all pretty. And the cats, I think, are um, the shadow self. Also the feminine energy. Shadow self? Yep. Okay. 
Work in with the night. <laughs> you said shat herself. No. <laughs> All right. Shat herself. No, not shat herself. <laughs> what is it again? I can't say Shadow. It. Shadow self. Oh, not shat. shadow self. Okay. Not shat, not shadow shat. self. Yeah, <laughs> jeez. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the shadow cat. The shadow. Tell us about the shadow cat. So, working with the shadows, working with the night, intuition. Now, is this like an orange cat, the kind that you, you know, the like kind of ballsy ones that keep getting in your lap every time you're trying to do anything? You think only the orange cats do that? <laughs> well, I've only seen the orange ones do that, and they're males, so they're pushing. <laughs> there goes that feminine energy. Right. All right. So I have a black guy that does that all the yeah, time. Yeah. All right. All Shadow cat. I'll stop. I'll yeah. So and then there, there the feminine energy also moon energy night. So that oh, would yeah. be combination of if you've got the cat and the spider combined into one animal. A night shadow creature that stalks and webs a weaving face. Oh, lovely. That is actually quite poetic. Well, that yes. shut you guys down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so sucks. see, I have the coolest dreams. <laughs> you have the coolest dreams. You do. You do. All right, what about the cups? All right, so a uh, co-worker called me up and said, I have some stuff that I'm getting rid of out of my barn, and I think you would like to take a look. And this is the dream, right? Yeah, but, she's, okay, okay. but she is one of my co-workers, but... But it's not, she's not really getting rid of her stuff. No, okay, this, all right, she just, I just okay. brought her into my dream. I get there and there's this huge barn and I walk inside and there's three giant bells, like the Liberty Bell. Wow. Three of them. And one is really old and like it's got patches all over and it's all scarred up. And then the other one's a little bit scarred up, but then there's one that's scarred up, but it's been refurbished. Huh. So like. Like the scar's there, but it's not? Like the scars there, but it's been polished to a shine, and it's been oh, so tended, it yeah. and it's been cared for, but it's got all of the character of the life that it's... Yeah, but big cracks, though. Yeah, it's yeah. got cracks, and it's got dings from yeah. where it's been beaten, and but it looks really cool, you know, like... Shiny. Yeah, yeah, so I was like, all right, I want that one. That's the one I want. And she's like, all right, well... I'm going to fix up these other two, so they'll be right here waiting for you if you want them. <laughs> Who needs three bells? Especially three that size. Especially, right? Like the Liberty Bell is like 2,000 pounds. I think it's probably more than that. Well, I loaded, couldn't fit it through this door. I loaded that bell into Ed's van, no problem. By yourself? By myself. Okay. Wow. Yes. So you're the Hulk. <laughs> yeah, and it didn't feel heavy at all in the van, uh, in my arms. It just, we just, just kind of... slide it right in. Yeah. It's it meant was, to be. Yeah, it's not a problem. It's meant to be, all three. So I in get... The van. Yeah. So I get at home, wow. and I have already prepared for this bell that I just found out that I was getting, apparently, because... Of course you did. <laughs> because I had made this beautiful thing to hang it on that was just miraculously there. But All I, three of them, though? No, 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 just the one. Okay. Where'd the other two go? They were waiting. She was going to fix them up. They'd be oh, there for me God. when I was All ready. Right. So you didn't take them. 
Right. No, she said. I was singing three bells in the back of the van. No, no, As no. As if one wasn't bad enough. The one took up the whole van. It was, the, it was really it's big. big. <laughs> and so I got it home and I put it on this really nice, so it was naughty pine looking, heavily urethane. You could see the little marks where the branches had come off. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. All like, like rustic. Very yeah. rustic and very cool. Yeah, I had it all done up and just waiting for me to just hang this bell on. Again, you lifted by yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I am strong in my dreams. Apparently. It I've got a foundation <laughs> that I need lifted a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Are you I'll, busy? I'll do that yeah. in my dreams right. to you, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I just brought it home and I hung it on that in between where my bedroom is and where you went to the front door. And the, the bluebirds just all came and they were so happy that I had this bell. And now they're all over for my... You Cinderella in your dream. I did. <laughs> you Cinderella in your dream. I did, I think, yeah. And so Aww. I just stood back and I'm like looking and I'm so happy. <laughs> my bell is so pretty and there's all these bluebirds and it's hanging so pretty. It didn't make a sound though, like it was missing its clanger or clanger. But I didn't care that it was silent because it was just song gorgeous. Song of the South. We were just talking about Mr. Bluebird on my shoulder. Yeah, zippity doo Yeah. And you just said song, song of the South. Right. That's the second time that's been... Sweet potato pie and shut my mouth. What did I tell you? That just came into my head the other day. Right. That's so two. You had a song Should come be. into your head? That's pretty typical. Well, <laughs> not that song, though. That's oh, okay. not one that would come into my head. Why? It's not. You don't like country music? I like country music. Yeah. Not not that song much. Not Song of the South? Sweet, sweet, it's fine. And then shut my, my mouth. mouth. She doesn't like to shut her mouth. She just No, she I do. don't. Right. right. It's the sweet potato pie that would turn me off. Oh, I, like I love sweet pie. potato pie. Yeah, no, I'm not a big pie person. <clears throat> no, not like that. Lemon meringue, maybe. Oh, yeah, I love lemon yeah. meringue pie. So, so <laughs> it's a good thing this is like we're just having fun here because like yeah. this is like way off topic. We're right, we're right, right into pies now. So, what's your favorite pie? Oh my gosh, I don't know. <laughs> I love so many. See, I'm lemon meringue all the way. That was my brother's absolute favorite. I mean, favorite. I'll go for like it. Okay, if I find like an exceptionally Frosted cherry pie that's hot. That right there would be my favorite pie. Strawberry rhubarb. Yeah. It's my favorite all the way. Really? Yeah, I love strawberry rhubarb pie. I really like all of them. I love blueberries and pumpkin, and I love lemon meringue if the meringue is really, really good. Not everyone can make that nice, light, fluffy, big, yummy meringue. But I love chocolate. Too. Like, just plain old chocolate pie. It's like a chocolate mousse pie? Yeah, and like a chocolate crust. Oreo crust. Yeah, chocolate on chocolate. Yeah, chocolate, yeah. can't take. Yeah. I still haven't gotten that chocolate ball cake thing that you keep talking about. I need to get God. one. I need to get one. I should probably uh, one Yeah, there's, there's mousse, there's pudding, there's... Yeah, there's a lot of things that make women happy in that, so you definitely yeah. should. <laughs> Yeah, it's it speaks to a woman's mind for sure. Right. What's your What's your favorite? I said uh, strawberry rhubarb. Strawberry rhubarb is my favorite. Do you like it sweet or sour? I like it sour. I like it a little on the tart side. I like actually uh, for pies. I really like it. There's this perfect 
space with pies and sauces like that that are fruit sauces that you've got the tart and then the sweet of both at the same time and so it just kind of like explodes That's why I like the cherry yeah the cherry's another one you know anything that that is made with like non-preservative type you know where they've added a ton of sugar if you're making it yourself you can just get this perfect balance mm. and if it's not perfect you you know a little too sweet you add a little bit of lemon juice and it's just like perfect yeah life is not like chocolates mm. it's like pie right Ooh. <laughs> chocolate pie you can have it any way you want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can. You really can. Yeah. That is the truth. I hope you enjoyed the show today. Remember, you can always reach out to us through our Facebook page at Stumbling Through Enlightenment. Follow us on Twitter at Stumbling T H R O U 2. Go to our website to check out more episodes and information about us personally. That is stumblingthroughenlightenment.squarespace.com. You can also reach out to us directly at stumblingthroughenlightenment at gmail.com. That's it for today. Have a great week.